My name is Gary Amaral with Tentmaker Ministries, and we are uh, on an interesting uh, Bible study series. Thank you for joining us. Um, today we're going to look at, a, uh, at an especially important word, the word specially that we find in the King James Bible. This word, Melista, Strong's 33122. In some places in the King James, they use the word specially, S-P-E-C-I-A-L-L-Y. And in other places, they use the word especially. It's the exact same word. We don't know why in one portion of the, of the scriptures they use the word specially, in another word place they use the word especially. It could be that uh, since the King James was broken up into different committees and different uh, committee members had different parts of, uh, of the Bible, one group uh, spelled especially with, without the E, and in other places they, they used uh, the E. We're not really sure. But uh, if you take a look at all translations, they all pretty much now use the word especially. We don't use the word especially uh, in, in English today. It's a word that's gone out of, uh, out of vogue. But we find that word, melista, in several places in the New Testament. And I want to show you how it's used in three or four places. And then we'll get to the uh, important passage that we want to discuss here. In 2 Timothy 4.13, we find, When you come, bring the cloak I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. So here we have a group of items, a cloak, my scrolls, and the parchments. I want to ask you the question, did Paul uh, want this person to bring just the parchments? Or did he want him to bring the cloak and the scrolls and the parchments? I'll say it again, and then you make your decision as to what, what Paul wanted him to include. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. What did Paul want him to bring? Now, in Titus 1 10, we find, for there are many rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers, especially of those of the circumcision group. Now, my question is, are there only uh, rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers among the circumcision group? Or is there a larger group than the circumcision group in which there are rebellious people and mere talkers and deceivers? 1 Timothy 5.17 the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So the question is, are only those that are involved in preaching and teaching worthy of double honor, or are elders who direct the affairs of the church well worthy of double honor? Just one group or both groups? So why do I bring up these three instances of the word specially or especially? Well, we Christians have a tendency to like to twist words and twist things in the Bible to conform to what we already believe. And, and when we come across something that contradicts what we already believe, we have a tendency very often to either gloss over it 
or to find some way of twisting it to conform to what we already believe and not accept what is plainly written. Let me give you an example. In 1 Timothy 4, 9 through 11, we have a very, very powerful scripture. And this scripture is extremely powerful for those who believe in universal salvation. There are many Christians who have come to believe that Jesus is indeed the Savior of all mankind and that there is no hell, that the words that were translated hell have been mistranslated, and there is no eternal punishment, that the words eternal punishment have been mistranslated. And they believe that the Bible correctly translated teaches the salvation of all mankind through Jesus Christ. And this particular verse in 1 Timothy 4, 9 through 11 is one of the main texts among dozens of others that's used to teach universal salvation. Let me quote it to you. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all, worthy of all acceptance. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those that believe. The King James there has the word specially, not especially. These things command and teach. Now, I ask you, dear reader, is Paul saying that Jesus is the Savior of only those that believe, only the specially ones? Or is he the Savior of all men and the specially ones, that is, those that believe. You see, it's the exact same word as we quoted in the other, other verses. And in these other verses, you know that the verses were inclusive of both sets. Here we have the exact same circumstance, the exact same Greek word. And plainly, any child or any English uh, grammar person would come to a clear conclusion that this scripture is saying that uh, they trust in the living God who's the Savior of all men and those that believe. He's the Savior of both sets. I have had King James only type people, when I read this scripture to them, would say that that word specially is a special Holy Spirit word. It doesn't mean like our regular English, especially. It's a special word specifically made only for believers, only for Christians. And that verse does not mean that it's, he's the Savior of all men, even though it says it there because this word specially has specially categorized Christians in, in, in a certain kind of way. That even though it appears to teach that he's the Savior of non-Christians as well as Christians, believers, and unbelievers. That's really not what the verse says. There are dozens of places like this, 1 Timothy 4, 9 through 11, in which Christians who simply don't want to believe what is plainly written will either gloss over and, and pretend that the verse is not there or twist it to their own destruction. 1 Timothy 4, 9 through 11, as dozens and dozens of other scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament, teaches the victorious gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus will ultimately save all mankind. That's what Paul meant 
in 1 Timothy 4, 9 through 11. Paul never taught hell. He never taught eternal punishment. He taught Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. And you should too.